This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to another edition of Zone Time. Justin is here. Sam is here. Omar is here. By the way, before we get started on uh, all the fun hockey stuff, because I want to get to the fact that uh, Sam's Canucks beats uh, Omar's uh, Maple Leafs. We got we got to brag about that. And yeah, I'm sorry, Omar. We got to we got to point that out there. You guys should all check out uh, the latest edition of the Broadcast Podcast that uh, Sam does. She put together a great media panel. Uh, where there's a great discussion with some great guests talking about the state of uh, mostly hockey journalism and entry points for persons of color and, and and other marginalized communities trying to get into the field. And also just looking at the people who are in media now and, and how they handle being hockey people and how a lot of them kind of want to emulate the lives that the uh, hockey players that they cover live. Really interesting discussion. So uh, if you're not already subscribed to the Broadcast podcast, uh, please listen to the latest episode sam i just want to give you your flowers that was a really good episode and uh you know everyone should check out that podcast and everyone Thanks, should check Julian. out that episode well done i have to give the credit to uh gabby uh she's at hockey nuisance on twitter she is her brainchild and she really she pulled together all the guests and we were just lucky that she came on with all of them it was great of course of course i'm, I'm always down for these types of panels and always just hearing the insights anyway um now, on top of that podcast being good, you could say uh, your Vancouver Canucks beat uh, Omar's Toronto Maple Leafs. Buddy, Omar, like between that and 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 a near-blown lead again to the Columbus Blue Jackets, like how are you feeling, man? Like <laughs> um, just just go cheer for the Raptors, dude. Just just go cheer for another team because this is too much. I mean, dude, do the Leafs make it easy? No. No. Um, you know. As is you know it, the, the funny thing that I think the the funniest thing about being a Leafs fan is that no matter what point of the game we're talking about, first period, second period, third period, they could be up by seven goals, but in the back of your mind you're doing the math, like okay, so if they give up one goal every minute and a half, they could tie it up, <laughs> and you know, and that sounds crazy until it happens. So I'm watching this game. Michael Bunting scores the fifth goal of the game, 20 goals on the season. Good for Michael Bunting, right? Good for him. Right? No big deal. It's awesome. And then Timothy Lilligren takes a penalty. So I'm thinking, all right. So they're down by – so Columbus is down by two. What can go wrong? And then Patrick Laine scores with 47.7 seconds left to go. Am I concerned? Yes. Is there a possibility they can tie it? Absolutely. You know why? Because the last time the Leafs faced Columbus, tie game, went to overtime, and then they lost. So when it comes down to to this team, I, I think I think we're in that like we're knee deep in like the lull period where people don't know whether they get too whether to get too high on the team or get too low on the team and we're waiting for the deadline to to, to go on. And I know Hockey Twitter is just like up in flames around like dialogues for like, you know, when it comes to player awards, you know, Austin Matthews is getting a lot of talk. And yes, Austin Matthews has had, has had a, a great season, a heartworthy, a heart, heartworthy, heart trophy winner, heart Austin trophy Matthews. worthy, worthy, Selkie winner, even though he doesn't play on the penalty kill, Austin Matthews, Listen, Calder okay, I, trophy winner, Michael Bunting. 
Okay, okay. Heart so, trophy so, candidate, Mitch okay. Marner. <laughs> okay, so so the Michael, okay, the Michael, Huberdell, the Michael Bunting thing. There. The Michael Bunting thing, I is a one thousand percent a bit. However, it would be cool to see him get nominated again. I've been on record saying that I think Maurice Cedar should win the Calder because he's playing top pair of minutes as a rookie. That's like insane. Yes, Michael Bunting is scoring, you know, scoring goals with Matthews and Marner, but you know, it's it's he's not getting the Calder. Now, when it comes to Matthews getting getting the award. I think what it is, and 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 I know for a lot of non-Leafs fans, this is this is difficult to 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 get because yes, I I will be the first to admit Leafs fans can get very very annoying because we take one positive thing. You're missing one latch more on very. Now I'm just I'm, not, I'm gonna say that one more time. We take one positive thing and latch onto it. Do you know why we have to take one positive thing and latch onto it? Because of years of negativity. <laughs> <laughs> and years of pain. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not. I'm not justifying the. You know the the outrageous takes. I'm not justifying. You know dumping on other players. However, I think. I think. And again, you know, if, if you're a non lease fan li- listening to this or watching this, I just need you to understand that it comes from a place of having next to no positivity as an organization. Again, the last time the Leafs won a thing was the draft lottery in 2016 to get Austin Matthews. That is no hyperbole. That was the last thing the Leafs actually won. Since then, we haven't won anything. We lose in huge fashion. We couldn't even qualify to make the playoffs in 2020 against Columbus, who we almost lost blue lead to. So, you know... Cuff, can we can we stop Omar from making this in the mentions? He has his own podcast on now. He's supposed to do this. Can you just just kind of like I don't know, add to this or just you know change the subject here or do it? I, I don't know. He's right. I, I want to know where he is on the the debate of whether or not they need a goaltender or a defenseman though, because clearly they need something. So mm. what camp are you on uh, or in there, Omar? Because literally, it's it's the debate is raging. Do they need? A goaltender? Do they need a defenseman, or should they just go all in on forwards and hope to beat everybody eight to seven? Yeah, but I mean, like that's 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 not going to work. And and I think the 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 thing the most common occurrence that we've seen when it comes to the the kind of goals the Leafs are scoring and the kind of goals they're giving up, it's so interesting how similar they are. Like again, like the game against against uh, Vancouver is like is prime example of just like just not being hard enough in front of the, in front of the net and just losing battles, whether it's just from you know, um, not tying up someone's stick uh, quick enough. Um, just losing body positioning. So it's and and again, we saw the same thing. Um, you know, against Columbus, like prime example. I want to say it was the the Jack Ro- uh, Rossovic goal. Disgusting pass from Max Domi, mm-hmm. but like Justin Hall is just is watching the wrong thing, right? Doesn't do like a quick shoulder check or anything. And again, this isn't to dump on Justin Hall, but it, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a theme that we're seeing a lot when it comes to Leafs. So I, I think the, the focus needs to be on defense. And the, the, I think the, the interesting thing is that there's a lot of question marks because we don't know whether Justin, whether, whether Jake Muzzin's going to come back. We don't know if, yeah, I know Kyle, Kyle Dubas has said that they want, um, wasn't to come back before the deadline or before the end of the year. You know that could be said. That, that could be something that is just being said because you can't outright and say yes, we're going to purposely keep him out of the lineup to get the cap space, right? <laughs> right? You can't say that. But I think when it comes down to it, I think if you focus and you, in overall, you get the team to be harder to play against in front of the net. And I literally think if you make a compilation of what Ilya Labushkin is doing and just show that on repeat. I think that that is something that the rest of the blue line can get the message. Of. So, so, so team, team chicken. I'm team chicken too. If it's team yep. chicken versus team so, egg, team chicken, baby. Yep. So, absolutely. so, so if you, so if you, so if you know that you need this, why is it every time Ben Sherrod is suggested to the Leafs, y'all just lose it? Cause yo, cause, cause like, I, I don't want to give up a first round pick for Ben. Sh- listen, okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. All right. Here, this, this is the reason as to why this is the true reason as to why I'm apprehensive to a bench. I have a question trade. for Sam after this. I don't know if the Leafs can make the second round. I truly don't because again, I've seen a lot of things. So I don't want for us to get knocked out of the first round and then the Habs get like the 15th pick, draft someone, and then that pick wrecks us for the next decade. And then every time they score, pick. what do you mean the 15th know. pick? I don't know. Whatever, I mean, whatever, whatever ends up being. Pick. 
Whatever. Is how bad they are 25th, now? Right now? 25th, 25th. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. What, whatever. Whatever the, the pick ends up being that they have to give the Leafs and say, for example, or they have to give the Habs in the event that they need a first round pick. And I don't want to watch the pick or the prospect light us up. You know how worried I was when we made the, the Thomas Buchanics deal. I was. Mm-hmm. I was petrified. When they when they selected, I forgot who they selected in the second round in 2018. I was like, oh my god, please, please. So like that that's usually what it what it comes down for. It's just like the apprehensive. I just don't want to be lit up by you know by the by the thing that we give up, right? You know, every time Mason Marchment does something, people tweet us and say, ha ha, Dubas made a horrible deal. Where's Dennis Melgan? You see what I'm saying? So that's why we latched onto things like the Matthew stuff. But anyway, that's a okay. All right. Uh, apparently, uh, some someone made a bold suggestion on Leafs lunch uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I think it's pretty bold. So I'm just going to ask you the question to you, Sam. If you're the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks and Kyle Dubas calls you and says, hey, uh, first off, your podcast is great. Two, I want <laughs> to offer you um, William Nylander for JT Miller. How fast do you say yes? Uh no brainer. I say yes immediately. Why? Why did anyone suggest? Omar, you look but funny. You didn't hear Dude, about this. There are there are people on Canucks Twitter who would be enraged by this. They're like that. You should absolutely <laughs> not trade JT Miller. He is what? an elite player. He's like I think he. To be fair, he's had like something like he's in like the top ten scores over the last two seasons. Like basically since they've acquired him. Yeah. But like he's gonna get. He's going to ask for $8 million. If he's not asking for $8 million, he's taking a massive discount, which I don't think he's going to do. He shouldn't do. Like, players should not take discounts. Like, get your money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's turning 30 on his next contract. It's going to be his last contract. He's going to want long-term, and he's going to want want a massive contract. And there are Canucks fans here who are like, but you can't blow up this core, and he's in this core, and so you should give him his money because he's been really good. And it's like, okay, but what happens like five years from now? Like, did we not just do this? Did the last eight years just, did I imagine that? Did I hallucinate? I believe in this course so much, man, but you're right. Like, you could like, what, like eight points out of a playoff spot right now? 10 points? Yeah, Yeah, if you just completely discount games played. Yeah, that's true. Oh, let's sorry. just, just let's try ignore. Just try to be optimistic. (laughs) Try to be optimistic. (laughs) I don't know. There's too many good players up front here, like Brock Besser, uh, in, in trade rumors, and, and obviously Miller, too. I mean, Miller would fit really well with the Leafs, but like, man, like, but doesn't the Brock Besser thing make like is Brock Besser the player who has like a who's gonna have like a seven million dollar qualifying offer? Or was that someone else? Seven five, yeah, so like. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like that, out, that money that yeah. one makes that one may make sense, yeah, because yeah. So, so I forget who suggested like, Hey, it'd be fun if you went to like Minnesota. So 7.5 million qualifying offer to go to Minnesota, which has to do with all those contracts coming up. Probably not the best place. Well, they cleared the, the space and thing. just didn't do anything with it. So I, I, yeah. I don't really know the, I don't, I don't really understand the point of that move because they haven't tried to get any better. Maybe they were trying to get Brock Besser and they just didn't happen, but I don't know. That's, that's a story for a different day. Yeah, we, look, we could do we could do an entire episode of Zoom Time on the Vancouver Canucks and everything they have suffered. We could do an entire episode. We don't we need. Will. We do, and we will. The, we will. The thing that's we ridiculous will. is, but the thing that's driving me crazy is people are like, "You can't get rid of JT Miller. You can't get rid of Brock Besser. You can't get rid of like obviously you're not getting rid of Pedersen, Hughes, or Demko." They're like, "We should be trading Tucker Pullman." I'm like, "Who is taking Tucker Pullman? <laughs> Who's taking Tucker Pullman? <laughs> like, who are you trading these people to?" <laughs> It could be like a plan F if you don't get like we should absolutely trade all the worst players on our team because obviously other people want them. Also, you mentioned Thatcher. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the the two funniest things that always comes up in in trade discussions when when it comes down to uh you know uh, amongst fans. Uh one people usually overvalue their own prospects, and then two, everyone automatically assumes that the other team will take this player for just because. Yes, I will definitely take this player on a bad contract for sure. <laughs> like in, in a in a buyer's market, it's really difficult to see like six defensemen getting paid like third defensemen being moved at the deadline. But crazier things have happened. 
crazier mm. things have happened. Also, you mentioned uh, Thatcher Demko in the, the Canucks core. How dare you mention Thatcher Demko when Jack Campbell is out there and is a much better alternative. Man, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, listen, listen. Okay? I don't, I don't support, I don't, I am not part of that, of that, that era of dialogue. High? No, I, I'm not. Listen, I'm not, I love Jack Campbell. Okay. Jack Campbell is, is an awesome dude. And I believe that Jack Campbell will, will do better and get closer to what he was at the beginning of the season. Um, and I think a lot of that will come down to not only his own confidence, but I think also just the team playing better in front of him. Um, however, comma, I watched that Demko stop 51 shots in rage and not just once I've seen Thatcher Demko <laughs> stop many shots. A lot of times there are different and- ways to get to nine seventeen. Yeah. So, so so it's just like, you know, I feel like I feel like we should just get to a point where it's just like, you know what, you have your players, someone else has their players, you know, people are having a good season, whatever, just enjoy it. You know, let's just make let's make hockey Twitter a better place and not do the whole like it's, this person's no, better than that. It's person. really a compliment. It's really a compliment to the Leafs for us to think that Demko is better because it means the Leafs have a better team up front than the Canucks do. That's, you know, that's you the, go. you could look at it that way. See, on paper, they do. See, but here's the, the, the fact that we're having this conversation, like on paper, like, <laughs> you don't even see, you don't even say like, like we're talking <laughs> paper, like this is the, we're talking about a team that we know we, we're not sure if they're going to make the playoffs and we're saying on paper, they might be, like what, this, but that's, that's, but, but that's fair though, but that, that's fair though, because the Leafs are always a better team on paper and then something just goes wrong. So yeah, so so yeah, so when it comes down to like the Thatcher Demko, Jack Campbell stuff, I'm not really, I'm not, I don't really stand with that too well. You know, I think everyone just you know enjoy enjoy what's going on right now, because you know, when the playoffs happen, there can be highs and there can be lows, and they can be there can be tears. So, can you tell that this uh, last stretch of games is very has really concerned me? I'm very concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, I mean, in all fairness, like, I mean, I hope you're not too, I don't know, strung up on all this. I hope you're able to cope in some ways and not be too lost on it. That being said, Michael Bunting has 20 goals. So that's cool. So I can turn to my left and say, oh, yes, 58. It's awesome. That jersey wasn't bought in vain, buddy. (laughs) That was a good purchase. For this However, season, at least. Again, next exactly. year he scores. Yeah. He scores seven goals next year, and you get roasted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I can still say that I had the jersey when he was a 20, 20 goal scoring uh, rookie. It's such rookie a great twenty six. It's such a great season for Bunting because you don't even have to think about what you have to pay him. Like you can literally just enjoy it without ever, except for this moment, having to yeah. consider what his next contract would be like next year is going to be a lot different. Honestly, you're going to be, there's going to be a little bit of like doom associated with bent bunting because you're going to be worried about losing him or who's going to be lost because you have to pay him four and a half million dollars or whatever it is. So enjoy it while you still can Omar. Absolutely. At the very least. Uh, I had an idea for a, a little exercise or a game we could play. Uh, I call it, will they or won't they? And I, I decided to look at uh, some players who seem to be doing pretty well in terms of the uh, scoring leaders and uh, just wanted to know if uh, we think they're going to do even better than what they're supposed to do. Uh, I got four different players. Uh, one of them, uh, Omar, you ob- well, actually technically two of them, you know, pretty well. Uh, and uh, obviously uh, one other player we've rooted for to do really well on the show. And uh, then we have Alexander Ovechkin, who, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm just going to mention uh, a particular milestone that a player is at and uh, what they could be projected to be at. And you just have to tell me if they're going to do it or not. Let's start with Austin Matthews. He hit the 40 goal mark against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm. I went on Twitter and I said, you know what? This dude is going to hit 60 goals. And then I, 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 I did it like the James Myrtle way. And I wrote, I say he does it. And then some dude tried to be like, are you uh, supposed to sound like Myrtle in your athletic contract? Is, like, that, your, <laughs> is that your generic hockey Twitter voice? <laughs> That's just like that sounded like you were underwater. <laughs> That's just my generic, like, I don't know, dumb, annoying tweet. Nothing against the dude who sent it, but just like, come on, I'm just trying to be funny. Anyway, um, 
Do you guys also think Austin Matthews will score 60 goals by the end of this season and he will uh, eventually close in on the Hart Trophy that has eluded him for so long and justice will be finally delivered to Leafs fans forever? <laughs> um, I think... <laughs> At the expense of Jonathan Huberto and Alan Walsh, Dom LeChizan um... could actually go home and sleep <laughs> and not have to worry about being called Stat Boy. Well, not if Huberto comes like top five in the vote, and he'll have to, mm-hmm. he'll have to chew on that. But that was such a rough yeah. fight, by the way. We don't need to go in on that fight. That was tough. I, that was I, tough. Because because I, I like both sides. I like uh, Alan Walsh is is, is SBPN family, and, and and Dom is athletic family. So you're not gonna hear me take a side. But that was really tough to see, man. Like that was really tough. children fighting. Seriously, seriously, it was, it was like seeing children fighting. It made it was me very dramatic. Tough. It was very dramatic. When I saw that that receipts were being taken out, I was like, okay, this is too much. This is too much. That made me laugh. That no, made me laugh. I was like, nope, Whoa. nope, I'm leaving. First, first, when I saw like Pierre and other people be like, man, this debate should work for a podcast. I'm like, hey, you do it. This is great. This could work out as a podcast. And then when Alan Walsh was like, you said that Huberto was not a leader. Then he took out the Pete DeBoer sword and started <laughs> slanging it. The funniest part about the receipt was like obviously he took it from someone else. It was someone else's screenshot. But when yep. you first look at it, like the profile picture is of a woman, and you're like, did you just out your own burner? <laughs> wow, are we going there? Whoa, I'm no 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 no. No, we're going right back <laughs> to the initial question I asked, which is do you think Austin Matthews will score 60 goals? I'm not I'm not guessing anyone who has a burner. You ain't putting me in that shit. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. To, uh, to be honest, okay. So there, there's 36 goals left, left in the season, and Matthews has scored at a ridiculous pace. And I don't think it's an. And again, this is based off of his standards. I don't think it's a unsustainable pace. And he also has a knack for a lot of 20 goals. Um. So can he score 20 goals in the next 36 games? I think so. So yeah. You know what? I think. I think I'm very confident that he'll hit 50. All he needs is 10. I'm very confident that he'll get 54 and pass and pass a Rick Vives uh, um, record of, of 54. Now, at that point, can he score six more? I think so. Yeah. So I think uh, I think um, I think Matthew's gonna hit 60 this season. Okay. What about you, Sam? I think he's gonna hit 59 because that'll be funnier. <laughs> And it'll be like extremely late. <laughs> I would be so mad. I would be so mad, especially and, after and shares like... the rocket Richard with Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> <laughs> the winner oh of the heart, the winner of the trophy, uh, center Leon Dreisaitl, <laughs> center <laughs> Austin Matthews. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna say he does get to 60 goals he's on pace for 59.6 if you want to round up you can although i don't think that works with goals but i just think he smells blood in the water i think this is a guy who's going to be putting seven or eight shots on net per game Uh, i think he wants to win the heart trophy i think he wants to win the rock of richard i don't think he's going to admit that publicly but i think it's someone who cares deeply about winning one of these things and realizes this is his chance I think we saw a pretty inspired effort against Columbus. I think we're going to see those throughout the rest of the season. He's going to get 60. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, but now I'm, I'm thinking of, of Sam's reality where he scores like goal 50. number 60. He scores it gets goal. Si- yeah, like Yo, an that's, offside. That's, an offside that's, call. I was just about to you know, say that. You know how that's, an offside call, the dumbest off, like the puck will have been in the offensive zone for like a solid minute. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to dial it back now. This is offside. I turned to the Joker like immediately. Like I would just like high pitch. <laughs> this is Omar's like, origin like, story. On my, literally, that that would be my villain origin story. I would be like, oh, I'd be like on my knees, like high pitch, laughing at the ceiling if that happened. Like, ah, oh, because that would be so cool, man. That that would just be so cool to like watch. And I and I had a I had like a tweet that I that I sent as a joke. But, like I'm actually being serious. Like I can't wait to when I'm like 60 and I'm like telling all the all the youths. Or the Utes. I don't know if people still say that nowadays. The uh, about the, the Ute them uh, about uh, <laughs> about about watching Matthews like as he was growing into his prime and just like and just you know you know being a dominating force in the league. So yeah, I I hope he reaches it. But like if if he doesn't and it's like that, I think it would be really funny. 
Will, will well, they have a cup by the time you're 60, Omar? See, Justin, and that's 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 the question <laughs> I that I, I do sorry. not know if I, if I can answer. However, I I like to say that I hope, and that I hope that I can use that as a motivating story. You know, I there's a time where I where regale I, those children. Exactly, you'd be like you don't you know you know you're having you know self doubts right now. I believed in a team who didn't win a, win a playoff series in 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> and they managed Omar to do it. sees his team finally in the cup at the age of 59. Oh my only god. Only to lose only to lose the final to like <laughs> only to share team. <laughs> Dude, share if that happened, I would turn into you know when Forrest Gump when like he yeah. just like starts running and like doesn't yeah. like that would be me. If like if they if they, if I'm like 50 like 49, let's say 49, they make the final and they lose, I would literally just like leave leave my house and just start running literally like like no stop no shave just run run people say why are you running i'm like because they almost did it and they're like who are they then i will not answer and then one day i was running. like because i was running that's it <laughs> also I, I i said like yeah when forrest grump was running not just remembering that it's like 10 percent of the movie that's actually, that the is true movie that is true it's like what scene is it him like running through <laughs> that like anyway it could be Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So many other ones. Uh, so it looks like we're, uh, well, Sam wants violence, but everyone else wants Austin Matthews to hit 60. Uh, what about Connor McDavid, who uh, last year on Zone Time, we rooted very much so for him to get 100 points in 50 games. That was a great feeling. We really wanted him to do it, and we knew he would celebrate in a boring way, but it was great. It was amazing for us to see. Uh, he's at 79 points right now. Does he hit 120 points by the end of this year? Cuff, what do you think? I'll say no for the opposite reason. I don't think they're going to be competitive down the stretch. I think they're going to be very disappointed come two, three, four weeks from now. I think they're going to be closing up shop uh, and tucking their tails between their legs. So I'll say that the motivation factor to get to 120 doesn't exist, especially in a season when, when Austin Matthews is going to win the Hart Trophy. And uh, all the Oilers fall short of everything except Leon Dreisaitl managed to get those 59 goals. So I'll say no. Uh, Sam, what about you? Yeah, I'm with Justin. I, I say no. Okay. Omar, do you, do yeah. you think Conor McDavid hits 120? No, I don't think so. And I think I think Justin brought up. We like, have little in, faith. No, but here's the thing. I I don't think it's. And again, I think it ties down to what Justin was saying in the sense of motivation. Like, can Connor McDavid hit 120 points by the end of the season? Probably, but will he? Once he's on his, he's in his season. That again, you know, last season they ended up getting getting swept. You know, this season it was making the playoffs. They were in a legitimate playoff spot, and they have just seen their seen their season trickle down. So like I wouldn't be surprised if we if you know McDavid gets to a point, especially if Ken Holland doesn't do anything at the deadline again. And, you know, if we get to that point, then yeah, I can see him saying like, okay, maybe I'll get like a, I'll get my hundred. Like he's like, yeah, he just needs like what twenty one points to get to hundred. Get to hundred, yeah. and it's like after that point, whatever. Just because yeah, I think motivation will be will be motivation and frustration. I think will be key factors in that. Uh, I mean, the Oilers are a Tucker Pullman away from making it to the playoffs, so. Imagine. Please Maybe. not take Tucker Good pull. Pullman. Good pull. <laughs> Good callback. That would be hysterical. Uh, what about Nazem Kadri? $2.5 million for Tucker Pullman. Sorry, Wait, how much? How much? Two and a half million. That's what for his what? contract. Yeah. 
How long did it Jim take Jim Benning to get fired after that? Way too long. Man, listen to me, okay? Like Tucker Pullman some, is some that some much? GMs need their phones thrown in the freaking lake when free agency comes up. It was too. It was for four years too, right? Yep. Come on now, man. Who doesn't want that contract? He's in the Come first on. year of that deal. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he's the guy we should trade. <laughs> oh. Everyone wants Tucker Pullman. Oh, and he got three points. <laughs> doesn't he? Wait, 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 wait. Even better. He got three points. Three points. Can you confirm that it has a no trade clause? I actually can't remember that. I think I I'm might okay. have like sure I, it has. Okay, okay. Uh, it does. It does not have a, it does a it? no trade clause. It oh, does not. That, oh, that would have been. I was like, either I blocked that out of my memory. Oh, if there was a no trade clause on that contract, Halak has a no trade clause. Halak has a no trade clause. Yeah. yeah, and I saw like reports going, going around anywhere. that he, yeah, he might not move it. But yeah. I mean, at least like I don't know, that's a goalie, a decent backup goal. I mean, not just decent, but like one of the better I mean, backup goals. Omar, he doesn't, get. he doesn't have a no trade clause, but it's a but no trade clause because it's two point five million dollars <laughs> for four years. For it writes itself. Yeah, it writes you, itself. You, you ain't moving nowhere, my man. <laughs> uh, what about Nazem Kadri? Uh, he has seventy-two points. He's having a very good year. Could make a lot. Of, could make a lot of money next year. Do you think Nazem Kadri hits the 100-point plateau? Sam, what do you think? Yes. I think the Avs are just on too much of a tear and have too much firepower for him to not hit it. Yeah. That and also like the, the, the essence of the motivation, I guess, on the reverse end of Connor McDavid, like Kadri's going into UFA season. He'll probably be the top the top UFA agent. Like imagine, imagine going to different teams and taking offers and being like, listen, I got 100 points. So like, no, like you're, you're, you're paying me. You're paying oh, me. Yeah. six? No. Like Matt that Duchesne is- will sign like eight times eight. That's starting there if I'm Kadri. So like, and if anyone's just like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm like, buddy, I just got, I just got a hundred points. Come on. So yeah, I think, I think just so Kadri can literally just be the shining star of free agency, he'll definitely be motivated for that. Perfect bargaining chip motivations. That's what it's all about. But Colorado just doesn't stop scoring with five, six a game. I think that's pretty, pretty routine for them. So in a, an environment where goals come really easily, just being around should catch you one per, and that's probably all he needs down the stretch to get to 100 points. So it's going to be a good summer for Nazem Kadri. Oh, he's going to make bank. Whether it's whether Montreal backs up the Brinks truck and signs him or no, no, some no, other no, team, no, 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 that would be no, great. No, no, no that no, would be no, pretty no, good. That'd no, be pretty fun. No, no, no. You don't I, want Nazem Kadri in a Canadian uniform? He grew up no, in. Grew up I know, I know, I know, I know. It'd be a nice story. I, I know. Why would I you know. possibly not want Nazem Kadri to play for the rival of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the next four, five, six years? See, the fact that you can't even say that with a straight face, you know exactly <laughs> what the reason. You know exactly why. You know exactly why. You know exactly why. You want me to every every this man will this man will light us up. That first year will be like you know. Remember when Domi first first got to the Habs and he had like seventy two like that times like fifty. That was a good year for him. Oh yeah, that was a great year. Like that, that times fifty. He would, he would destroy us, man. Every game would be motivation. Every single game, like oh, oh. But again, like it would be so, it would be so cool because yeah, he did grow up a Has fan. But like, but damn, man, I just want to, I just want to enjoy my season, you know. And I don't want to have like every, every time, every time something happens, we face another, another team. You know, they always, they always bring up the scripts. Oh, this is this is the first time the Leafs have faced this person since this, or this is the first time this person faced this, or this person has never scored a goal. Oh, this person's from Toronto. Oh, this person's from Toronto. Oh, this is their first game against the Toronto. Oh, they have family. And what do they do? They light us up every single time. Every single time. So you know what? I just, I just want a moment's peace. That's it. I just want to watch hockey and not be stressed. And that's it. And you if probably I consider it, not being a Leafs fan if that's if you don't want if you don't want uh, any more stress. No, nah, I can't do that. I'm too I'm too deep. I'm too deep at this. Point. Oh my god, what nah, is I'm not, this? I'm too far deep. But come on, after man, after the things I've seen, I can't not ride this out. If there was ever a time to to, to stop being my best friend, okay. I true story. My best friend stopped stopped caring about the Leafs after the, that first game seven. That broke him. He never want. He never. Cared, cared enough about the Leafs again like to this day like he'll ask like hey what's going on but like that actual like fan like energy he had was gone after that game 
So that would probably that probably would have been a bit of a moment. You know what? I, I've I've stuck through, and again, it'll just make that moment if they do it all the better. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. When uh, the Leafs finally break Omar, uh, we'll have it here on Zone Time. We'll yeah, we'll either. definitely have that there. Either God knows what will happen that day. Yeah, either that or I'll just turn into Harvey Dent. I'll just be laying in a bed and be like, oh. <laughs> okay, I have I have one more of these. Uh, 34 goals right now for Alexander Ovechkin. Also, I'm realizing now for a lot of these totals, uh, I didn't bother to check if these guys were playing Tuesday night. So it's entirely possible that by Wednesday night, like it could be very different. Sorry about that. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin as of this recording, is at 34 goals. Does Alexander Ovechkin hit 50 this year? No. By the way, potential for a milestone for him on uh, Tuesday night. He could, uh, if he scores two goals, I think he passes uh, Yarmir Yager on the goals list. Well, if he I'm does that, he's got a better he got a better chance. But uh, I don't think he's playing very well. I think his, no. uh, you know, we're talking about how ageless he is and all that. And he looked like that at the start of the year. But 82 games is a lot. He's getting old. Uh, and it's slowing down and it's showing. And I think that, uh, with capitals not playing well and Ovi not playing well, uh, I don't think he's going to get there. It's crazy to think that he's still, I think top five in heart trophy odds right now. He has no chance of winning the heart trophy. He has no chance of winning the rock of Richard. I don't think he's scoring 50 goals either. Uh, Omar. Yeah, I think he'll get close. Um, because again, there is still that whole, factor of you know passing Gretzky and so on and so forth and people have done the math though as to you know how many goals he has to score a season um you know and it, it is actually very interesting like how the the Capitals power play hasn't been as good this year and I remember I read that somewhere and I was like shocked because like like that mm. power play where they just let Ovechkin you know stay in the left circle and no one covers it um so I I, I think he'll get close you know but hey you know we've seen in the past you know like you know you know, we think that Ovechkin's kind of being slow and I don't know where he just pops off with a random hat trick and then just scorches through. So, but yeah, I think he'll get close. I think maybe he might finish maybe 45, maybe 48. Well, we'll see. That's not bad. What about you, Sam? Uh, I don't I don't think he'll hit it. I Like Justin said, he's just, he's really slowed down noticeably and I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, so everyone says Austin will hit 60 minus Sam. Uh, Hold up. Everyone... What's, what's, what's your... Uh... We need yeses and nos for you. Uh, yeah. I, I, okay, yeah, I realize I missed, I missed out on a few. You're so, not, so you're awesome. not like you're not James Duthie yet, where you can just sit back and let others. <laughs> wow. You'll get there, but we need some opinions wow. from you. Wow. Well. He did say yet. Uh, Austin, <laughs> I say yes. Uh, Connor McDavid, uh, this dude is a human cheat code. I'm going to say yes. He'll hit 120. Nazem Kadri, I'll say yes. He'll hit 100 points. And Alexander Ovechkin. I mean, the team has slowed down. I think he has a little bit too much on his mind considering what's going on in world events. I, mm-hmm. I think he'll miss out on 50. I think he'll probably get like 44, 45 or something. But he'll at least pass Yaramir Yager on the all-time goal-scoring list. That was fun. Will they or won't they? Maybe something we do again before the end of the season. Can um, I have a request? Yes, of course. If we do this again, can a question of the Leafs are facing blank Will they or won't or won't they win the series? Can that cannot not can that not be a question? Just for dude, that's a whole segment in itself. <laughs> Man, we do a whole segment. That, that's actually a good idea. I think we should do an entire segment where we just put together like a list of different Toronto Maple Leafs opponents and like yeah. we say, will they or won't they beat them? That that dude, we should have done that today. Will they beat the Buffalo Sabres? Will they beat the Carolina Hurt? Like we just go through all. No, but there. here's the thing. I genuinely, the you know how like when you're a good team, and obviously yes, like you can always lose to bad teams. But like teams like 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 Tampa will say like, hey, we go we go through the schedule. We expect to win here, a win there, a win there, and win there. We you know we have you know this back to back against a team that's in the bottom bottom five. We might expect a, a loss here, whatever. But for the Leafs, you I genuinely do not know. And I'm not being hyperbolic because just things happen. And again, I think Paul McLean in that documentary, which we don't need a second season of, um, it says, said it best, man. They, they have demons, literally. And 
it just is not doesn't come down to ability. I think it just comes down to just being in similar situations and just, I guess, reverting back to how they felt before. And I think if they're going to win a playoff series, it's going to come down to literally them just saying, we're not going to let this happen again. And as cheesy as it sounds, that sounds very Disney Channel. But literally, like someone just needs to stand up in that room and say, like, we're not going to let this happen again. And I can see it. I can but watch. They're they're going to give up the first goal of that series, regardless. Of, they're going to be like down like two nothing, like after at the end of the first period. It's just going to come down to someone just standing up and saying, "We are not going to let this happen again." Think now of the when, time. When, yeah, exactly. Now's the time. Think of when 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 Tampa Bay was like screwing around with Columbus. And they came back and freaking stomped them. So like, like that's that's what they need. And until that happens, who knows? Okay, before we let this podcast uh, seep into Leafs Corner, which I know <laughs> people from a certain market would like, but maybe there are other fans who listen to this podcast and they're just like, we talk about the Leafs too much. I'm sorry, the Leafs. Uh, we, this talk, this show talk- wasn't for them. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Remember the Oilers gave us a lot of content? That was a good time. The Canadians too at some point, but uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to uh, well, the also the, always the Canucks. We'll get to the other team, the Jets. We don't even talk about the Jets, the Senators, man. I'm sure they have interesting stories. I mean, the yeah. Senators thought that the the rebuild would be done. Ah, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. The Jets. I mean, they're the Jets. I take on the Jets. They got to wave the white flag and tear this thing down. Yeah. They're done. You think like a full or like a full or a retool? Maybe keep Ehlers and Connor, and that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I yeah. think you could only really keep those two players. Like they're they're toast. If they couldn't win this year, like they just don't have any. That's not gonna work. It's not gonna yeah. work. How many years? That was our, jet, that was our Imagine being right so bad that your coach is just like, "I'm out of here." I'm gone. Oh, that should have been yeah. that should have been the telling. That should have been the biggest yeah. tell right there. This guy just yeah. got up and left. Yeah. Paul Brees oh, loves, like, loves, loves the Jets. Good coach. Realizes the train is heading towards. Uh, yeah. I don't. He flashed. He put whatever. up the deuces and was like, "I'm out of here." Yeah, he knew. Wh- he knew where this was going. Jeez, yeah. man, but that would be tough. We thought goodness like, of his heart. What a guy. No. <laughs> like, you remember that? When everyone yeah. was all like, man, what a guy, man. He left out his own terms. And what a what a really good guy to listen to with that pressure. Everyone was just like singing his praises throughout all that. Nah, this yeah. dude said, I'm out. 18-wheeler. Blake Ooh. Wheeler has two more years at 8.25. And he's 35 with a full no movement. Paul Stas, he's probably just going to get up and join a convoy instead. did that? Whoa. No. Speaking of 18 wheelers. (laughs) Don't behave. No. No. Okay. No. Because if if I unlock that, that's going to turn to an entire discussion. You know what? Let's just talk about the fact there's an outdoor game this weekend. Stop this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned. We got Justin Singer. Yeah. Look, you mentioned Buffalo. Perfect. Sam, no, Cuff, you mentioned Buffalo earlier. Uh, I'm not going to lie. If it wasn't for the fact that uh, I guess we kind of like talk offhand about it uh, in between and recording episodes of the Iowa Sports Hockey Podcast, I would have forgotten that the Heritage Classic would have been at the Donut Box in Hamilton uh, between mm-hmm. the Sabres and uh, the Leafs. Bitter rivals in Hamilton. Okay, Cool. Is that cool? Is that a cool game? Are we excited about this? Is this something we should be be raring to be up for? Even though we're, I mean, Omar, are you gonna be at the game or are you gonna be watching from home? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think it'd be cool. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, that's nice. But I think, that's but awesome. I think again, I think yeah, like yeah, like the, the league again. It's been clear the league has done a horrible job at marketing itself again. Yes. You know, Tampa and, and Tampa and Nashville had that stadium series and completely forgot it was happening. So I think like if you are going to the game or if you're a fan of either team or your or or even if the game's happening in like your city, then I think it's you know it's exciting and maybe advertisement might be happening there. But like, yeah, the the NHL needs to do a better job at like literally caring about itself. Like, yeah, it's against Toronto and Buffalo, but like it's Toronto. So like I don't understand like how there aren't like and yes, this, this will annoy a lot of people, but like market yourself, man. Like Yeah anyway (laughs) yeah i mean it's buffalo it's toronto but it's buffalo so it can't really be that exciting other than the leafs needing revenge after losing to buffalo uh last week uh the heritage classic should be 
two Canadian teams. I don't think it's written into the rules. Of course, it's not because there's an American team playing. Uh, but there's a lot of stadium series games that are American teams, big markets, TNT and ESPN wanting to get them on. I mean, if your sports net, is this the matchup you wanted? I don't think so. Like, let's mm-hmm. get Toronto Edmonton, Matthews McDavid or Vancouver. That Toronto. Like that, this, that makes a lot more sense than, Hey, these two cities are joined by a highway. Maybe it, the highway will take these two fan bases <laughs> to a middle point between them. Hamilton. Other than that. It's not that interesting, but I will be there and I'll be leaving the house. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I'm with Justin. It should be two Canadian teams. I think in general, over the last few seasons, the league has done an atrocious job with outdoor games. Like I can't remember the last time I cared about one. The last time Heritage Classic was actually interesting was, and it wasn't even because the Canucks played in it. It was just that John Tortorella benched Roberto Longo and that was the end of that. Oh, yeah. But like yes. who cares who cares about them otherwise like can you name a game that's been interesting and that people have cared about um the, the game Canadians the game the where first Corey one. perry got ejected and you had to walk all the way down yeah yeah i forgot i forgot but that was like out. seconds into that game too that was, <laughs> and then that the rest was, of the game that wasn't sucked. that long yes roberto luongo is the last person who cared about an out- outdoor game that's that's entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, there's been some. De- I mean, there's been some decent moments in like the first few years of it, like Crosby being the. When Sabres. they did the when they did the HBO series, like that, that was, was yes. actually that actually made it interesting. But yeah, since then it's just it hasn't been good. Why did they get rid of it again? The twenty four seven leading up to the Winter Classic. Why did they get rid of it? Because the league doesn't the like the same fun. reason why the Leaf one was terrible because they didn't want to show anything that people would actually find interesting. I don't know, man. I thought it was really um, cool to see Bruce Boudreaux swearing up a storm in the locker room. Fantastic. Yeah. Mike Green on his Vespa. Like <laughs> iconic moments. I don't get yeah. it, man. We're in an era now where leagues like F1, PGA, I wouldn't surprise you if NASCAR started doing this. They said, you know what, man? Fans want access. Let's show them the stuff beyond the playing surface and let people get into these characters beyond what they see on a normal broadcast. And it just blows my mind that the NHL is just, well, it doesn't even blow my mind. We shouldn't be surprised because the personalities themselves don't want to be interesting. And well, if you're going to have that, you're already down deep in the water. But the fact that the NHL does not have its own equivalent to drive to survive is just like, come on, dude. Like, ugh. and, and yeah. when they tried it with the Leafs, it just, they just didn't give us anything like any, Except like even pain. just something like even something leading up to this, like heritage classic, like that'd be yeah. interesting. The Sabres they've are done, to... they've done that before. Like I remember when yeah. the Centennial classic in um, the first Austin, Austin Matthews year, I think it was, I forgot what the other, the other two teams that were playing as well, but they had an outdoor game and it was, it covered the four teams. And yeah, there was like short little episodes that kind of built up and hyped up to it. Yeah. I'm surprised that not even like that was done. So I don't know, maybe, like, were they not sure it was going to happen or were they not, I don't know, did they not, did they maybe have bad experiences from the Amazon thing? But I don't know. I, yeah, I'm actually, that would have been actually, that would have been pretty cool, especially with the season that's happening now, considering the Leafs are kind of in this like all or nothing type scenario. Like, yeah, actually, see, I am surprised, but I'm also not because then, you know, you don't want to, you want to put that on camera and, you know, the, the stakes are high. And I stuff. love how you said all or nothing. I know you had the perfect. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I, don't I feel like Amazon noticed should... how perfect it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Amazon should use that for something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Could you well, imagine if they did the Oilers? I feel like one on the Oilers would be really interesting. Even if Conor would David wouldn't try to go up. His... Like, take a, take a shot anytime Ken Holland says Detroit. I actually think Buffalo would have been super interesting this year. <laughs> Oh like, yeah, it's just so messy, and then plus the Jack Eichel stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, like yeah, and like you're you're in like the some office where like Jack Eichel's trying to plead his case for the surgery, talking to Kevin Adams, and you're you're fly on the wall for hearing that discussion. I that might be some of those riveting TV, like it's in sports media, like just full it, stop. We're seeing that clip shared really, like all over. They really should do a smaller market and just be like. Hard just knocks test it and out. try it and try to like build it into something. And maybe you you know, strike, you know, lightning in the bottle or something like that with someone or some team that just wants the exposure. If you keep going after the teams that don't need the exposure, then you're going to get the same results. 
So yeah, we're basically that, describing the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, they don't yeah. have they only only two thousand people who could watch that once. How, anyway, so. Yeah, how much camera equipment can fit into ASU's rink? <laughs> but like, all kidding what? aside, like I think there there like there there are a lot of elements of like the hockey or the world, especially like on the business side. Like a lot of people are like interested in like. For me, like one of the most interesting aspects of the Leafs documentary was like how they told um when they told Jimmy VC he was going to go on on wa- on waivers. I didn't I never knew how that worked. Like I thought it was just like yeah. a like you know like the GM will like text the agent, the agent will text the player. Like, I didn't know that they actually bring them into an office and say like, hey, you're going on waivers. Like like that. I don't know. I found that interesting because you know one that's kind of uncomfortable, but also again like it, it kind of gives you like a deeper look at like the the everyday aspects of like you know you know the the gm world and like and 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 no and the like player transactions and stuff so i wonder know, how like... they do it in vegas <laughs> it's like a roulette reel it's like a roulette wheel like okay <laughs> waivers no waivers uh black okay you're on waivers so yeah you hit on black sorry you're out of here <laughs> hopefully you're going to henderson but you're probably going to end up in winnipeg or something <laughs> like adam brooks or something anyway uh that's going to do it for this week's edition of uh, zone time and uh, we managed to not get in trouble we we teetered on the side of the freedom convoy and whatever was going on between Dallas Walsh and Don but I tried to put a stop to it because I like doing this show with you guys and I don't like the idea of people trying to cancel us because we talk about it uh Omar Justin enjoy the uh heritage classic on the weekend looking forward to hearing your uh findings and discussions about it and sam uh you know again the broadcast check out her latest podcast episode and uh let's see if the canucks can make things a little bit more interesting before the end of the season and uh well montreal canadians that they're not gonna make the playoffs so we don't really need to talk about them that much even though they're that good but uh, we'll find more interesting things to talk about for next week's edition of the podcast subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe on youtube for clips and other full episodes as well We'll be back next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.